0: morning everybody and welcome to mornings with ken i am david lotney and obviously i am not ken but i'm filling in for him today filling in for ken aka my dad as he is on vacation and if you know my dad you know that he reached out to me a little late to record a show (laughs) For him to fill in for his show. But before I get started, I'm not sure if he said this or not already, but make sure you have your coffee and your virtual donut, as my dad would say. And uh, I just wanted to dive in into kind of my part of the show as I've listened to a couple of my dad's episodes. Not all of them, sorry, dad, but um, a good amount of them. And I'm just going to try to go off some of the themes he's done in the past but also have my own spin on it for those of you listening. And specifically, what I want to talk about today is 10 things that I learned from my dad. And uh, again, if you know my dad, he's probably already nervous, like, oh gosh, what did my son pick up from me? What did he learn from me? But um, that I promise are good things. Well, at least most of them. (laughs) but I thought I would share that with everybody and just kind of talk about what I've learned from my dad growing up, and he's talked to his parents, my grandparents, about growing up, so I may throw in a story or two about growing up with with uh, both my parents, but since this is my dad's show, I'll, I'll talk about my dad, and uh, yeah, so I may throw in a few stories, so I hope you guys enjoy this A little bit of a different episode, a little bit of a different feel, but definitely, um, yeah, continue listening if you want to hear these 10 things that I've learned from my dad. And you know what? I'm going to give him a plug while I'm at it. So if you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Make sure to follow it, rate it five stars. Uh, That really helps out the show. But yeah, give it a follow on Anchor, Spotify, wherever. Be sure to tune in weekdays, and I believe he's doing a Saturday show too right now, so don't miss that. I know there's some extra music if you like that kind of stuff, but hey, why not give a plug right now to subscribe, follow the podcast, and rate a five stars, and it'll help out a ton. All right, so diving in, let's get started. 10 Things I Learned From My Dad. Probably right here, he would like transition to some 80s music that I have heard way too many times because of growing up on that, Um, (laughs) but I don't have any music, so (laughs) I'm just going to transition right into it. All right, number one, put your wallet in your front pocket if you are in a crowd or at a busy event. So that is one thing that I learned from my dad, uh, pretty early on, and he—I just remember him telling me. I forget where exactly I was, but he just—he told me, "Hey, it's so easy for somebody to come up, and you may not feel it because you're in a crowd, to just take something out of your back pocket. So just be sure you have your wallet in your front pocket or your front jacket pocket somewhere that it's a little harder to get to for somebody else, but that you have it secure." I know this sounds really little and trivial, but it's actually something I still think about to this day and something that I still do to this day. Um, for example, if, if I go to Cedar Point, I put my wallet in my front pocket. And even when I ride a ride, I got in my front pocket and the bar pressing down on it to keep it secure. But like, that's always what I think about now. Uh, and, I, and I always just hear my dad saying that of keeping your wallet secure in your front pocket, Uh, in large crowds and so if I'm at a party a get-together whatever it might be I usually put my wallet in my front pocket that's changed a little bit over the years now that I have a phone case that's kind of doubles as my wallet so I always have it in my front pocket but I always thought that that was really good advice and something I want to pass down Um, it's something so little and so trivial like I said but it makes sense so that's my number one my number two is and this is a quote from him (laughs) everyone tries to get into your wallet this is when actually before i started getting into finances and really going into a dave ramsey rabbit hole like i'm in now um, my dad was the first one to really talk to me about finances and uh, it was something Finances were not something I cared about growing up. Um, I just didn't think about it, really. And I didn't really think about it until I got my first job. And I worked at Wendy's. And just just a small first job, just trying to pay for my car to go to school. (laughs) And I just remember when I received my first ever paycheck from Wendy's. And I love sharing this story. My dad's like, what? I didn't make you do that. But uh, he did. Just, yeah, don't believe him if he says otherwise. But my dad picked me up from work the day I got my first ever paycheck. He took me to Giant Eagle. And he had me buy the family dinner. (laughs) He had me buy, I think it was just like a couple frozen pizzas and a liter of pop. Like something small, something easy. But I remember being pretty angry because i was like i just worked for this money it's my money and i'm buying the family dinner and my little brother daniel love him to death but he like drank almost all of the pop in the one night and ate like half the pizza and i'm like like two weeks worth of work is almost gone and i was pretty upset but like As the years went on, as that's been a long time ago now, and I look back, that was actually a really helpful lesson for me because it taught me what my money means to me. And I remember my dad telling me, think about spending money as in the hours you work. So however much this costs, how long did that take you to earn that? Is it really worth it? Do you really need it? Do you really want it? And when you're feeding a family, how fast that can go. And so it helped me to be mindful. It helped me to be careful about how I spent my money. And really from then on, I was always kind of a saver. I, I hardly ever spend money on myself, even to this day. Um, and not in a bad way. I mean, I'll buy something nice if if I can save up for it. And and I think that it'll bring value to my life. But I am just more cautious. I don't really flippantly spend and I think that my dad had a, actually a really big part in that um, growing up. And so when he told me that quote a couple years later, everyone tries to get into your wallet, I thought it was kind of harsh. But now I work in the marketing field and uh, I see that on an everyday basis. I mean, it, it's true. Everyone, everyone wants a piece of your time. Everyone wants a piece of your money. And if you don't protect it, they'll tell you how to use it. And so that's uh, a big life lesson that I've learned from my dad. Uh, another one of his famous quotes is, you can't eat every day. And <laughs> that sounds crazy to some. And he's, he's probably like, David, don't, don't tell my audience that. But it's okay, dad. I think it, it'll be a, for a good laugh. Uh, plus, you gave me control today. So here we go. Um, yeah, he, he once said, can't eat every day and when I was little I'm like what like are you serious (laughs) and don't get me wrong my dad and mom both of them always made sure there was food on the table they always provided they worked hard uh, to provide for their family we we ate comfortably um but he just said that to be kind of funny and um I didn't really understand it and then as I got older (laughs) and I started having to buy my own groceries and prep my own meals and now that I'm married and me and my wife are doing these things and we're buying food and all of these things um now I find myself thinking that quote like gosh can't eat every day like (laughs) can we just skip a meal um but uh yeah that's just something funny that also just ties into the everybody trying to get into your wallet All right, number three. And this one is uh, also pretty special to me, but this is, um, well, I'll just read it here first. It says, see your loved ones when you get home from work. See your loved ones when you get home from work. So this, I remember talking to my dad, we were in the car. I remember exactly where we were. And I had just got my first ever full-time forty-hour-week job, and I remember asking my dad, "Dad, do you, like, what advice do you have for me as I step into quote unquote like the real world?" My dad had been doing it for years. Like I said, he was always a very hard worker, and um, I was like, "Yeah, what, what's what's your advice as I take on this brand new forty-hour position?" And the first thing he told me was. Always make sure that you see your loved ones when you get home, and that has struck me, all, like ever since he told me that. It's something I think about every single day, um, and I, I think the reason my dad has this mindset is uh, kind of backing up and talking about my childhood with my dad. Uh, a story about him is when he used to drive trucks, um, for a living growing up, I mean, he would work some long days and be pretty tired when he got home. It was pretty labor intensive sometimes. And so he'd get home and you could tell he was exhausted and, and we were just, you know, rug rats running around the living room. And, uh, he would, but he would always come home. He would lay on the floor to play with us. So, he would always like if I had my GI Joe's out or my Power Rangers out and uh, he he would always lay down and bring them to life with me. and he would always play with them. even if it was just for like five minutes, he would just make a character and talk and um, it's something that has stuck with me to this day, something that I visualize sometimes um, because I think that that's so important because uh, it's so easy to come home and just like want to go right to bed or just you just want to come home and you just want to zone out and don't get me wrong I mean that happens with anybody um, but my dad was always pretty intentional when we were growing up to carve out some time to play with his kids and uh, and even you know seeing my mom just giving her, her a hug and, and a kiss and just even if it was just a quick interaction he always made sure that people felt seen. And uh, I always appreciated that growing up. And so that's something that I'm passionate about. Like I said, now with my wife, um, when I was going to the office, (laughs) now I'm kind of working from home, but when I was going into the office, I always made sure when I came home that the first thing I did was to find my wife, give her a kiss, give her a hug, and just chat with her for a little bit. And now that I'm working from home, I always try to disconnect and get up from my desk, maybe go on a walk with her, uh, but just have intentional time, even if it's just 5-10 minutes of just, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? That kind of thing. That's been some of the biggest piece of advice my dad's ever given me. All right. Number four is my dad has taught me loyalty. So... Kind of like what I was talking about with family. Um, my dad was one of the most loyal people I've ever seen growing up. And uh, yeah, I, I always thought that that was so special to have a dad that uh, not only was just always around, but he wanted to be around. And you you always knew that. And um, especially growing up with, like I said, with playing with toys or whatever it might be. Um, and he was just always loyal to his family, to his parents, to honoring them, to taking them in a couple of times, to being there for his siblings, being there for people when they move, when they're in the hospital, whatever it might be with, even with his church family, my dad's a pretty loyal guy. And with that is, uh, he taught me the loyalty of sports. So (laughs) this is kind of the funny side of it, but true is, uh, my dad has been, he's, he's in my world, he's the most loyal uh, Browns fan I've ever known. Uh, there was a couple of times when I was younger that I really wanted to give up on the Browns because I'm like, man, this team sucks, and I don't know why I have to root for the Cleveland Browns, but man, I can't stand them. Um, and I know saying that may raise some eyebrows, especially for my dad, but uh, I'm still a Browns fan to this day, and now we're Closer to a Super Bowl than ever. We just won our first playoff game, um, and forever. So my dad always told, like, taught me to tough it out with these teams. And watching the Cavs win in 2016 on Father's Day with my dad was a, an incredible moment, um, because it was years of failure of sports watching for him to then come to this fruition. Um, And that those things pay off. And it's kind of been a larger life lesson of like, hey, some things may suck, but if you stick through it, you'll reap the reward, you'll reap the benefits, but being loyal matters. And uh, so that's something that, even though it's kind of silly with sports, it's taught me a bigger life lesson to be loyal and stick it out with things. And so, um, yeah, now I'm still a huge Browns fan. Love the Cavs, love the Indians. So my dad has taught me to be loyal to my sports teams. And then my number five is to, my dad taught me to show up for family. And this kind of goes into what I've been talking about, but specifically, um, my dad taught me to show up for family. So if there was an emergency to drop everything you're doing and go, um, be with your family, uh, there's another quick story that I'll share of when I was graduating preschool. Um, this is a memory, just a really good memory I have with my dad. Um, but I remember getting ready to graduate preschool. It's one of my earliest memories. And I remember my mom kind of telling me like, hey, I don't, honey, I don't know if your dad's going to be able to make it because he has to work. And it's a really long day for him, but he loves you and, you know, he wishes he could be here and everything. I'm not exactly sure how it went, but I just remember being like, oh, uh, like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Um, And I wasn't even really upset about it. And then I just remember standing on stage and I remember looking back, looking to the back and my dad is standing back there in his, in his dirty uh, uniform that he was wearing for work. And he's standing back there and he made it. He made it to see me graduate. He probably had to disrupt his day. He probably had to um, leave work a little early. I'm sure it put him a little behind. I'm sure it caused him a little bit of stress, um, like looking back of how I would have reacted, but he was there. He showed up because that is who he um, is. So, That's just another thing is just showing up for family. He definitely taught me a lot of that. And I hope to do that um, with my family, Um, just being there for people, especially in times of need or uh, in times that that you feel that that they need you. So, all right, we're about halfway through. So we're doing good. If you're sticking with me, I appreciate it. Halfway through, we'll get through uh, the rest of these five here. So number six is to keep a hobby. So my dad has always been really good with hobbies. As you all know, as his audience, my dad loves music. I grew up on 60s, 70s, 80s music. I mean, I I was a 90s kid. um, But my dad, man, he showed me Larry Norman, ABBA... um, I'm struggling to think of some of the other ones. I mean, he's played some country, some Bill Monroe, um, ACDC, uh, Led Zeppelin. Um, uh, he's probably like, David, don't say all these bands, but, um, there's just a whole, a whole bunch of bands that my dad has shown, shown me and just played for me, uh, just as even when we were around the house and, and those type of things. And, um, my dad has a huge variety uh, in music, and it's just something he's always been passionate about. I always, I, almost all of my memories with him, especially around the house where we grew up, is music related. <laughs> there was always music playing in the background. Um, I remember one time way back in the day, he was trying to mess around with some of his CDs and he (laughs) and as kids we were running through the house and just stomping and yelling and being loud and uh, I remember my dad being like shh I'm listening to my music (laughs) and uh, he was always very passionate about his music and that's something that's really cool that I've seen him just keep a hobby and to make sure that you have fun with it and have fun in life and I think even this podcast, this this show, this morning show that he has now is a way to keep that alive and for him to keep this hobby and just doing what he loves, what he's passionate about and showing people good music. Um, that's something I'm, I've always been grateful for and something that I'm sure a lot of the audience members has been grateful for. So if you have, I encourage you to... I think he has a Facebook page set up, Mornings with Ken, or just go to his personal um, profile and let him know how much you appreciate his music uh, choices. I'm sure he would love that. So (laughs) reach out to him, leave him a comment, leave him a private message, let him know your favorite band that he's played and how much you enjoy it. All right, number seven is get to places on time. My dad, again, especially growing up, was one of the most punctual people I've known. Um, he always left for work pretty early and he always liked being at work like 20, 15 minutes early. Uh, he was the first person to ever tell me, like, hey, when you go to a work interview, be there, you know, 15 minutes early to check in. Um, so that was just really, really helpful to see that consistency growing up, but also, Um, having somebody to tell me how early to get to things and how that's important for people, especially in the the work field, um, whatever whatever my field at that time was, it was just really helpful to be reminded to be at places on time because that matters and that matters to other people and it should matter to you. And so I like to think that I'm pretty punctual. I'm sure there's going to be some people that disagree with me. Um, <laughs> but I I do like to get to places on time. I do get stressed if I'm late to something. Um, and I think that was because I was instilled by my dad. Um, just to get to places on time. Be punctual. Uh, always be polite. And you don't want to waste their time because... Um, you don't want to waste your time. So you shouldn't want to waste their time either. And they'll respect that. So get to places on time. That was always a big thing. Um, real quick. I mean, there's just so many stories of like going to church as a family. Oh my goodness. Um, we were a comedy troupe going to church sometimes on Sunday mornings. We were that typical family. That's like running and racing to the car and like my dad being stressed because we're running late and Um, he's probably shaking his head again, like, don't tell this, but, um, (laughs) and we're all hollering and, you know, us kids are in the back smacking each other and yelling. And, um, then we get out of the car and we all have our smiles on and we go in like, hi, hi, how are you? (laughs) Um, we were that typical family, just like so many families are, but, uh, I always knew that my dad was stressed if he was late. (laughs) He was always so stressed. Uh, So he always likes to be on time, be punctual. And that was uh, a great lesson to learn. So number eight is to always keep a pen around. Again, this is one of those little things like keeping your wallet in your front pocket. But keeping a pen around has saved me so many times. I cannot count how many times that advice from my dad has saved me in a moment. (laughs) Um, Always keep a pen around i um this was something that he always just said you know always have a pen in your pocket when you go out somewhere especially if you go to a job interview or if you're on the job it's always helpful to have a pen because it usually somebody's always asking hey who has a pen and you can be that person that's like hey i'm prepared here's a pen um or if you're just you're in a pinch and you need a pen while you're out and about you need to write something down jot something down make a list it's always helpful to have a pen. And there's been a couple times where I've forgotten it and then I feel stranded. I'm like, ah, like, dang it. And now I pull out my phone and I'll use my notes app. But to this day, I still ha- usually have a pen on me and I keep a pen in my car because of my dad's advice to always have a pen around. And that pen in my car has come through so many times for me. Um, <laughs> and it's just been super helpful to jot down stuff write a check out if I need it. Um, So many other things. There's times that even my wife will ask me like, hey, do you have a pen? And then I'm like, yes, I do. It's in my uh, glove department or wherever. Um, But I'll I'll usually always have a pen around. And so that's just been super, super helpful for me. All right. Number nine is how to have a hard conversation. Um, This one I'll keep pretty short too, but having a hard conversation, like for me, I, I always tell people that I avoid conflict like the plague. I hate hard conversations. I run from them, but my dad has had to have a couple of hard conversations in his life just with experience and just, um, living life and that those happen. And so, um, my dad has always taught me to approach those things with grace and, um, He's shown me grace before. He's shown other people grace before. Uh, my dad is actually really good. He probably disagreed, but I think he's actually really good with having a hard conversation. He's uh, willing to talk about the hard things. He's willing to dive into a, a, a difficult topic with you. Um, and it's always been super helpful. And um, yeah, my dad can be awkward about it sometimes, <laughs> just like anybody can, but... Um, he always showed me not to shy away from a hard conversation if it needed to happen. And uh, that's something that I still take with me to this day, still use, still remember, still remember our conversations, still remember my dad's conversations with others. Um, I remember even just growing up, sometimes we'd have family meetings <laughs> and my dad would lead those and he he just, he handled everything so well uh, through those hard conversations and not saying he didn't make mistakes, uh, everybody does, but he he handled those conversations well and with grace and gave himself grace, gave people around him grace. And so he's, he's uh, very good at that. All right, guys, so we're moving into the very last one. Number 10, out of the 10 things that I've learned from my dad, number 10 is do what you love and don't care what others think. So this one kind of ties into number six, keeping a hobby. But more specifically, this one talks about how my dad loves his hobby so much and he doesn't care what people think. And just that what don't care what people think aspect of you. Um, there's just times where, you know, we've talked about You can go your whole life caring what people think and be miserable, or you can do what you want and be happy, and uh, that's something that's always stuck with me, and my dad is one. I mean, he's known for embarrassing me. He's known for embarrassing us kids at times, um, (laughs) lovingly, but um, man, I I won't share them all uh, because he'll call me after this. Either way, he's probably going to call me after this, but he'll be mad if I share some of these stories. So I won't share all of them, but I will share, um, you know, there's just been a couple times where my dad loves music. Like I've mentioned a couple times and he'll just start singing and he's in a store. He just goes and he sings and, uh, you know, my mom can sing, um, but my dad loves music. He loves music. <laughs> no, I I I love him. And uh but no, sometimes he would just sing and sing loud and we're like, Dad, stop. And uh or sometimes he would blare music, picking us up from school sometimes. It's like eighties rock, and it's like, oh jeez. Um Or man, there's just so many other ones that I probably shouldn't say, but um this this one story this will be the last one because otherwise I'll get in trouble but my dad stepped out of his car one time and he was blaring music he steps out of his car and he goes man I love ABBA and then he notices a woman also getting out of her car that probably heard him and I like to think what that woman was thinking of like man I love Abba of him saying that I think that that's so funny because she was probably like wow this guy really loves Abba like he's talking to himself because nobody was with him at the time and he told us that story later but that's just who my dad is he doesn't care what other people thinks that's why he has this show is because he's like and sometimes that gets him into trouble <laughs> but more times than not he he just doesn't care what people think He's proud of who he is. He's proud of where he's come. He's come so far and he just wants to be himself. He just wants to do what he loves because he'd rather live a fulfilling life. And that is a lot of what I've learned from my dad overall. All right, well, I got to hop off to make sure I keep this time frame in check that my dad gave me. But um, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, It means a lot. It means a lot to both my dad and I, but those are 10 things that I've learned from my dad growing up, 10 things that I have kept with me to this very day. Um, So I hope you enjoyed. Keep listening. Be sure to tune in uh, tomorrow, maybe, or whenever the next uh, show is. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment like I said go to his Facebook page or go to his profile let him know what songs you like on the show or like what's your favorite band that he's played and what that's meant to you it'll mean a lot to him Um, thank you again so much for listening and supporting and we will talk to you later